Hello, everybody, and welcome to Living a Broadcast, the podcast about where people are from, how they got here, and what they're doing now. I am Mikey. I'm James. Hi, everyone, and I'm Eric. Yeah. Eric, <laughs> what are you Whoa. doing here? Who's tapping this line? Dude, I came back from Europe early just to do the show this week. Why do, why do you sound so far away then? Yeah, echo chamber. <laughs> uh, because I was lying to you listeners, I'm still in Europe. Still living it up. Well, it's good to have you on, Bud. We promised everybody and yourself that we would we would do a call in. Um, yep. So and, uh, uh, we're using our amazing technology here to make this possible. Yep. So uh, yeah, it's good to have you yeah. on, son. You know, they were just about to let me in the room with the Mona Lisa. They were going to let me touch her, give her <laughs> a little kiss. And <laughs> wow. I'm like, oh shit, guys! You know what? I'd love to do this, but I gotta go. I got something better and more important to do. I do. Okay. I did. Well, this is and here. I am. This is by far the the earliest podcast we've recorded for James and I, so that we could get the yeah the, the time zones figured out. Yep. How are you going yep. with time zones, Eric? Because you time st- zones. Str- I'm. I. You know, as we all know, they confuse me a little bit. Um, I think we'd be better off if we didn't have them. If I'm being totally honest, <laughs> but. Uh, just same just time. Eradicate them altogether. <laughs> yeah. Same time everywhere on earth. Actually, I, that works. no. I did read read that there's some islands where was that did anybody else read that there's some islands in europe that actually want to eradicate time zones time zone completely oh, uh, oh no no sorry not time zones time <laughs> what the flow of time is yeah, the flow of time no is they gone. want to get rid of time i wish i'd read the article and know more about it but there are some islands i can't remember what they were called but they want to get rid of time weird um, my people yeah yeah exactly so what's the time where you are it is um it's almost eight o'clock at night. Okay, so it's about yeah nine in, nine hours difference at the moment. In Barcelona, Spain. You're in Barcelona. Yeah. Barcelona. So yes. Why don't you um, paint us a picture yes, of what please. you're seeing? Yes. Okay. Where so are you? Yeah. I am in a uh, in a hostel. It's called uh, Corleo House in Barcelona, and it's a much more chill hostel. My girlfriend and I aren't really doing as much of the partying thing on this trip, so we've booked hostels a little bit more out of the way, ones that don't seem they're going to be as party-focused. Uh, we did get a private room at the... Uh, still there? The bunk okay. ...of a bunk bed in a private room at a hostel. Okay. Um, and it definitely is a family-focused one because uh, throughout last night there was a baby crying <laughs> in the room next door to us. I've got to say, I've never seen a baby in a hostel. <laughs> that's, start, a, that's a new Start them young. And he was, uh, definitely... Little dude was wandering around the hallways this morning. It was He was very cute, but... Uh, ah, you saw the culprit. Piece of shit kept me up last night. <laughs> Little well, bastard. When we called you just before to do a bit of a test run, like James and mm-hmm. me, we could hear like kids like screaming and yelling in the background like it, it sounded yeah. like you're at a, in a school playground or something yeah you know so the fa- you know you're not supposed to be within 200 yards of that area come on man. <laughs> so no no a- that's only within canada uh, uh, okay. but uh anyways international waters i guess but uh <laughs> no so the family with the baby checked out this morning and good, good uh, a new family checked in this evening. <laughs> yeah did they have a kid with them it sounded like uh, yeah. they, got, they got about five by the sounds yeah. of it before. Yeah, they got a bunch of them. Okay, oh. okay. so where you are right now, you're in a private hostel room. There's not like 10 other people listening to, to you do this. <laughs> oh, hey, what's up, guys? No, um, <laughs> no, no. Okay. It's, uh, so, yes. it's just me. 
So have you got you're looking out the window there to the uh, the Barcelona night lights or what what you're seeing out there? What am I seeing out there? Let me just open up the blinds here uh, quickly. It's electronic blinds, so uh, Ooh, bear with me while they hell. fancy while they open. Damn. Very fancy. Only Eric would book a hostel <laughs> with electric blinds. Only the best. At Did check I in. mention this hostel is called the Fairmont? <laughs> um, At check in, and you got the electric blinds in there, right? Le so Fairmont. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, not the most stunning view from this hostel. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm just seeing a bunch of buildings, but it's a very calm, um, warm night here. Probably about 20 degrees Celsius, oh, and Solid. I'm uh, looking out at some some apartment buildings. Yeah, you got a. I'm just on the second floor, so got a not too high up. Beverage with you tonight. And uh, drinking a um, bottle of one euro ninety cent red wine. Beautiful. Straight from the bottle. Even up in the world. And how is it? Uh, it tastes like balsamic vinegar. <laughs> Yum. Yeah, it says it on the label. And so yeah, only you, the best. Yeah, and no cups in the hostel. We take it. Nope. Ah. No cups. I couldn't find any anyways. There probably were, but I just didn't see them. But uh, yeah, the trip has been uh, the trip has been good so far. Yeah, um, it feels like the... you, feels like you've been away for ages, but it's only been a couple of uh, weeks. I, does I know? Sabine and I were just talking about that the other day. That um, we we have we have more of the trip left to go than we've been gone so far. Yeah, and it feels like we've been gone forever. Like we've still got three weeks, three and a half weeks left. And uh, and what you've yeah, already we've been just been gone two weeks today. Yeah, and you've packed in quite a lot already at this point. Like, say so you've got way this more is to our come. Fourth country now. Jeez, okay. not hanging around. Yeah, well, it's gone quick. So cause... yeah, we we went to Paris, and Paris was great. It was my first European city. Um, loved it right away. I think I could live there. I just love the Parisian uh, culture of leisure, cafes, I can imagine Eric corners, sipping. just like in cafes two, three hundred years old, this much just, older than anything we have in Vancouver. It does not surprise me at all. <laughs> you can just picture him. Picture, picture you sat there yeah. in the uh, Parisian. Got his striped shirt on, his French stick, beret. his little French yeah. coffee going, his little beret. <laughs> French oh, stick. fucking loved it, dude. We uh, logged about 100,000 steps in three and a half days. Paris. How many? A hundred thousand? Not each. Yeah. What? What? That's a Dude, lot. we were we were walking like 10, 15 kilometers a day. Oh my god! Were you wearing your judging little... by the step counter on my iPhone, anyways? I you don't have any good walking shoes. I've seen your shoe <laughs> collection. What were you wearing for a hundred thousand steps? Your little slip-on Doc Martens, flip flops. Yeah, either those or my Blundstones. Okay. Um, <laughs> needless to say, my feet hurt. Yeah. But uh, I bet because we. Like, the walkings continued in, in most of the other places we've gone, but Paris did a few cool things. I went down saw the depths of the catacombs. Oh, cool. Oh, you got down. Tell us about that. So, um, I mean, super touristy. I think since we've talked about it on the show before, it's gotten a lot more popular since you guys would have gone. Um, oh, yeah. James, you said you've been down there, right? Yeah, I've been down there. I think uh, since we talked about it on the show, words got out, obviously, and uh, yeah, people yeah, flooding, flooding there down there. Yeah, there was a huge lineup. Like I, I read online, you have to show up early. So I, I showed up like 20 minutes before they opened, and it only took like 15 minutes to get in, but walked around, saw about, I think they say there's, there's around 2 million skeletons or something like that down there. 
How many it's crazy. Did you see? All these, all these bones intricately organized and artistically sorted. And you didn't wander. Really cool to see. Didn't wander off the beaten track. You stayed, uh, stayed in the little tourist section. Didn't get tempted to go uh, down yonder. There, there wasn't really any opportunity to. There were a few corners that like would have probably led you way deeper into it, but they were all blocked off with like metal doors and things like that. Nothing you could easily get okay. into and there's cameras everywhere now oh yeah it's, uh, it's changed mm. times have changed yeah. since i was there a couple so, of hundred yeah, years I went, back i went down to the catacombs and then actually met up with a friend from vancouver uh while we were there okay she had been in sicily the last three weeks or the, the th- oh we've lost eric we, with, uh my girlfriend and i we met a friend you lost me no, you're, you're back. Just momentarily. Back. Just okay. Every now and then we lose a couple of seconds, but you come back. You're all good. Always back. Okay. Yeah, we met up with a friend from Vancouver who was flying home through Paris. So she had a day, and we went and visited uh, Jim Morrison's grave. Oh, yeah. what did you? I've been there. What did you think? James, have you been there? I've been to it, yeah. yeah. Jim, Jim Morrison's grave? I mean, were you able to walk right up to the, to the gravestone? When yep. you went, or was it kind of I fenced wasn't. off? No, I, for me, it was fenced off. It what was about fenced you? off. You're probably still. You're probably like ten or twenty feet away from it. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was neat to see. We cracked a beer for him in the graveyard, and uh, I mean, it's um, it's not what I was expecting. It's just this little gravesite, like stuck in a weird corner. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. It it, it was a little awkwardly placed, wasn't it? Like, really kind of awkwardly for such placed. A prolific dude. Like, but, but then we were also talking about how much it probably cost to be buried in that cemetery. Yeah, but it was Jim Morrison. But, but yeah, I mean, saying yeah. that, like, absolutely, as, as far as cemeteries go, pretty mm-hmm. breathtaking, like a beautiful Stunning. old Gothic-style cemetery. Gorgeous. Unbelievable. We we enjoyed walking around there more than seeing, um, yeah, Jim Morrison's grave. And But it was sad when we went. Like, people threw, like, were throwing like syringes on his yeah. grave and like yeah. drug paraphernalia and stuff like mm-hmm. that. There were lots of cigarette boxes stomped into the ground when I was there, just like leaving yeah. him shots and things. Yeah, but there uh, wasn't too much of that when we were there. Yeah, maybe they've maybe they've cleaned it up. A cleaned bit. it up. But have you? Uh, how's the yeah. rat? How's the rat situation? Have you seen a few of those little fellas? Oh, here and there, nothing. Nothing to write home about. That's just because I saw a, a, a video the other day and it was uh, just all these rats kind of writhing and forming some kind of huge rat-like life form, uh, like hundreds of rats, and then it pans up slowly and shows you it's the Eiffel Tower right next to it. So that was like a oh my God. yeah viral video just last week. So, oh, really? Yeah, well, so wondering if that was just uh, widespread, but yeah. yeah. Well, they say in big cities like London and New York and mm-hmm. Paris, you, you're never more than a metre away from a rat. That's right. That's what they say. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was yeah. Path of the course. I, yeah. Didn't go up the Eiffel Tower. Had a few picnics on the lawn, though. Very nice. Yeah, I, uh, I'd i say it's overrated going yeah. up the Eiffel Tower. I think it's better yeah. to experience. This is the thing about Paris, but, which I think you've gotten, Eric. I think that all the... It's cool to go see the big old monuments, the Eiffel Tower, the Arc de Triomphe, and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. But, like, soaking in the French and Parisian culture, like, way yeah. outweighs any of that stuff. For yeah. Sure. I was blown away by the Eiffel Tower still, like, just for what it is. I mean, in terms of world-famous things, the Eiffel Tower is probably one of the first world-famous buildings you're ever made aware of as a, as a little kid. Yeah, that's And just sitting true. there, even seeing it in real life, you're like, holy mm-hmm. shit. Like, Iconic. You know, this is something, you know, just about anybody off of any street corner in the world would know what it is. Absolutely. Yeah, and you've got you a know? nice, nice and photo so, outside it. 
we had a few picnics just sitting there. We saw, you know, had lunch by there and then dinner by there another time. And so it was really nice. Um, and then, yeah, we just, just the joy of kind of walking around and just seeing things. We walked, like I said, an excessive amount of steps and uh, Paris was excellent. I loved it. And then after Paris, we were on our way to, uh, to Munich. Mm-hmm. How did that go? Oh, man, Oktoberfest. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, did it get you? Oh, yes, yes. Caught but... up with a colleague of ours, a former colleague. Shouts out to Sven. Yes, Sven. Um, going on, Sven? He does not listen to this show. He, he admitted to me. and Why? Wasn't, um, he said he's been meaning to get around to it. Wait, but uh, James and Sven were super close as well. Yeah, like, and I'm, that, I'm that's, surprised I know. that's the treatment you get. Uh, he said he just podcasts weren't really his thing. Okay, we'll make uh, it his thing. Does, doesn't have too much interest, but uh, it was great to see him. Stayed with him and his lovely girlfriend. And uh, nice. That... They live. I'm not joking. A five minute walk away from where the main festivities of Oktoberfest are. Oh man! So did you arrive and then Sven was right there, ready to go that night, and you went straight to Oktoberfest? Like, how did it go? Your arrival <laughs> in Munich. Had, he had been out the night before. So one thing I didn't realize about Oktoberfest was. I thought that Oktoberfest would be something that people who live in Munich kind of turn their nose up to. It's like, oh, that's the thing all the tourists do every year. No, no. I mean, Sven's not locally from Munich. He's from a different part of Germany. But lots of other people from Munich I talk to are like, oh, yeah, I go ten times every year. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, it is a big deal, not just for tourists. And I mean, there's 150,000 people there every day. But it's something for people who live in the city, too. Like, they... Yeah. like. This, the city revolves around it, but Sven had been the night before. Um, I, I just messaged him the night, you know, before we left Paris, being like, hey, man, like, looking forward to seeing you. We'll be in town around 10 a.m. We had an early flight that day. Um, and then Sven proceeded to text me a bunch of photos of him <laughs> at Oktoberfest, you know, Stein in hand, mass of beer. Lederhosen. And um, Lederhosen in full form. And uh, then a bunch of messages being like, Eric, I was just there. I got so drunk, but I'll be ready to go again tomorrow. Don't that's the you German, worry. It's the German way. And then, yeah. uh, that's the German way. And then I got there the next day, um, showed up at his house, and he was working that morning, working from home. And uh, he, he was ready to go again. Um, but uh, his girlfriend told us apparently those messages he sent me. He was really drunk and already back home in bed. But got up, it was like, I have to text Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Priorities. Yeah. So, the, big, but, the, big, but, the big question, did you, uh, did you wear lederhosen? I didn't. I didn't. Didn't get involved. Do you know how much those motherfuckers cost? Oh, I yeah. mean, you have some, so you probably know. Yeah, I, I bought some. I thought, hey, you're probably only in Munich once for Oktoberfest. Get into the spirit yeah, of that's- it. Specifically, why I didn't want to spend nearly three hundred euros on a set. So disrespectful. Nah, mine were, <laughs> mine were definitely not that expensive. I must have gone to like a bit of a bit of a dodgy mm. dodgy place. A third party. That's okay. But to only wear once. But that's fine. Certainly, I think um, I think the big days for the locals are mainly the opening day and the closing day. But it's still a big part of their culture, right? So they definitely still oh, go. It was it was like nothing I'd ever seen before. Honestly, like I mean. Kind of from the outside perspective, it's you show up and it's you know big carnival rides and it's the tents and it kind of feels like your average like 
you know, fall fair type thing in any mm. other city. And then you get into these beer tents. The tents, uh, yeah. And it is like nothing you have ever seen before. We, we yeah. show up, and it took us about three tents to even find a table available. Because that's the yep. whole thing, is getting a table in these places. Like, and then, you, you don't want to just be standing around. Yeah, once you get a seat, you you got to stay there for the whole day. Like, yeah. that's that's hot yeah. property. I remember we, we got there when it opened in the morning. Yeah. And we would be there, like, the whole day. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, walking into those tents is, is like an assembly line, isn't it? You've got, like, the, the steins getting filled rapidly. And did you see how many they can carry at once as well? Yeah. It's ridiculous. But, um, Sven told us too that those tents apparently net each one, and there's like 15 of them. They net a million euros profit every day. A day, tent. yeah, I believe I it. I believe Jeez. it. Jeez. Well, yeah. how much? Um, how many? How many steins did you grab? Like, are they? Uh, were they still about? I think I remember them being about 20 euros for a stein. Oh wow! Uh, yeah. They they if if they were 20 euro, they've dropped in price because. We were paying thirteen. They were like eleven fifty, but they said if you didn't pay thirteen, then the waitress would never come back. Okay. Oh yeah, you got the right like tent. As a tip. Got the right tent there because you can get the ceramic steins, can't you? Like the the proper kind of commemorative, and then there's the classic yeah. uh, classic glass ones as well. Yeah. Um, so we we went, but the table we were sitting at actually had a reservation coming later that day. So we convinced we sweet talked the, the waiter into letting us sit at this table until it was the reservation. And so we had about an hour and a half and had had a bunch of beer, and then we got kicked out. But as it was doing, like, as we were leaving, um, it started to torrentially downpour outside. Oh, man. And it was, like, the first rainy day they had in weeks, maybe months. And so everybody, of course, immediately rushed to the tents and there was looking like a half-hour line to even get inside. So we went back to Sven's place, which was why it was so convenient. It was so close. Yeah. Um, had more beer at Sven's house. And then around 9 o'clock that night, went back. Nice. And that's okay. where we were standing on the benches and singing all the songs in German I didn't know the words to. And <laughs> Yeah, how good is it when the, the Oompa bands start playing and everybody hop, oh. hops up and you're swinging your stein around? And oh, dude, great. so good. That, and it's, it surprised me that Oktoberfest, it's essentially right in the middle of Munich almost. Like, it's it's actually yeah. in the city. For some reason, mm-hmm. I always used to think it was out in, like, the countryside, but it's very, very convenient. It's right by the train station as well, isn't it? So if yeah, you need which to is get right in the middle yeah. of the city. Yeah. Well, I remember... Yeah, I remember at the, the train station, they're so strict on anyone walking away with a stein. So they're like, you know, people drinking at the train station on the platform, still swaying and with their arms around each other. And then just these cops just grabbing it out of their hand, throwing the beer on the track and really? just go, yeah, like usually they're, um, I guess around trains, it's probably a little bit dangerous. But for the rest oh, of yeah. the rest yeah. of the unit, you can walk around. Well, this was like 2007. I just remember yeah. that being a big rule that you can't walk away with the stein with the steins because people were just like grabbing it and they were confiscating yeah. them. And it was like this whole thing about yeah. you couldn't take a glass back home. So yeah, probably is. Yeah, I mean that would technically be stealing. Then, yeah, it? exactly. <laughs> Still, but that's yeah. the thing. They were so drunk they didn't care. And then asshole tourists would like smash them, and there'd be glass yeah. everywhere. Oh, yeah. So I, I can see why that well, would be for a sure. Rule. Oh yeah. One of uh, Sven, a, fr- a friend of Sven's girlfriend, um, had a pretty serious injury at Oktoberfest as well. Oh man! What she, happened? Um, so they were in a different tent. We couldn't get into the tent they were in. Kind of parted ways at one point and couldn't couldn't get into the tents we were in. Uh, they were in, 
but they were standing on the bench singing the songs and everything. But um, the bench that her friend was standing on um, tipped over, and the whole bench fell. And she fell forward um, as the bench kind of tipped back, and she hit her forehead on the ridge of one of those steins. Oh, shit. Jesus. Yeah. And uh, gave herself a pretty nasty bruise, and apparently the glass chipped, and she got a sliver of the glass in her forehead. Oh, man. That's like a freak accident, isn't it? Like, Yeah. Jesus. But and apparently that's a pretty mm. common thing. Sven, from yeah. the night before I had arrived, had fallen off a bench too and had his legs all cut up. I can oh. imagine that happening because, I mean, you got so many people moving around in them tents. Everybody's oh, yeah. got a skin full of piss. And, uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's an accident waiting to happen. I'm, yeah. I'm surprised there isn't worse things, you know, that, that happen. Yeah. Just before I left, there was people, like, trying to push me off the bench, too. Like, you know, you just get drunken idiots in there. And oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Like, I've never experienced anything like it. Um, we'll have to do a living abroad cast live from October <laughs> one year. But, uh, one year. That would be great. But, yeah, I, I remember yeah. there, I, I would definitely try and – I know it was, it's, it's hypocritical of me to say because I was a tourist, but I would definitely try and – avoid talking to the tourists it was always way better if you were able to sit near some actual like local munich folks or even just people from germany Mm um yeah so after um october how many what was your record how many steins in a day oh you know i i can't drink all that much either i think i probably had three steins Throughout the day, but I was also drinking kind of before and in between. Three litres of beer is still pretty pretty decent, mate. Yeah, no no head-butting steins for you. No, (laughs) lots of of pretzels in there too. Oh, man, I love the pretzels. Yeah. Yeah, got to soak up that beer. And then uh, then we went to to Berlin after that. So Sven works for a basically Germany's equivalent of... uh, of uh, Greyhound bus and hooked us up with a super cheap ride from Munich to Berlin. Cool. And we went there. And the first day in Berlin, I'm not going to lie, was a little anticlimactic. Like, I'd heard a lot about Berlin being this amazing, you know, cultural city, obviously biggest city in Germany, massive, sprawling metropolis, super important um, city and historical with the world wars and everything like that. And I wasn't blown away by what I saw. Um, We did kind of the tourist highlights. You know, we saw the Brandenburg Gate, Mm -hmm. glanced at Checkpoint Charlie, but it was just so touristy. It wasn't worth the stop. Saw some of the Holocaust memorials, which were really, like, important to see, and I'm happy that we did that. But, you know, again, it was kind of just, you know, slowly meandering through big, big crowds of people all kind of going through the motions of it all. Um and I uh, wasn't sure what I thought of Berlin the first day. Did you check out? And then... Sorry. Check out what? Uh, did you check out any museums uh, as well? Because they're kind of famous for the art galleries as well. We didn't make it to any of the museums, unfortunately. But we did have our cultural experience the next day. Because I grabbed a, a brochure. I just randomly saw it at the hostel. for They called it like Alternative Berlin Walking Tours. And there's this free tour available, and they're like, you know, check out some of the highlights of Berlin from a slightly different approach. See, 
street art and, you know, monuments of counterculture and a skate park in a bombed out train station and punk rock venues. And I'm like, okay, this is the part of Berlin I think I want to see a little bit more. Yeah. And we were given this tour by a guy who was actually originally from Toronto wearing like a leather trench coat <laughs> and like combat boots and is like, hey, I'm MD and I'm going to be your tour guide today. And uh, this dude who was very Berlin from the side that I was kind of more expecting and took us down all these old like alleyways. We didn't see the bombed out skate park, unfortunately, but um, yeah, I missed that. we enjoyed all of this street art and saw some legendary uh, punk rock venues, SO36, which was like where German punk was essentially founded, but then also the whole LGBT techno scene in Berlin all was basically pioneered out of this one venue that has existed as long as it has because for whatever reason they were able to get historical status from the German government, so they pay significantly lower property fees than any of the other 150 or or so punk rock venues <laughs> in uh, the Kreuzberg neighborhood of Berlin. Well, sounds a bit more up your alley then that you uh, kind of made up for day one and got stuck yes. into that alternative scene. But something happened <laughs> on this alternative <laughs> tour Okay. that I've been like, I got to tell this. So we go through the tour, you know, we see this awesome, you know, street art. Like Berlin has a really interesting take on street art because... For as long as Berlin's had an art scene, it's been very countercultural and always had something more to say than just a tag on a wall. It's like, you know, um, a Russian mouse cartoon fucking Mickey Mouse from behind or like, you know, um, different plays on like how destructive the party scene can be in all these different takes and, you know, see the punk rock venues. And then we start talking about, funny enough, the squatting scene in Berlin. So since like the 1960s, when North America was going through the peace and love hippie era, Berlin was going through their own hippie movement, but it wasn't as much about peace and love and more it was about basically fighting against the generation that started the Second World War and their parents' generation that had, you know, completely essentially let World War II and everything that went along with it happen. And so it was a lot more radical it was a lot more anti-establishment. It was a lot more fuck the man kind of thing. Yeah. And we were standing in front of the Bethanthian Hospital, which was a hospital that miraculously, when the Brits were bombing Berlin at the very end of World War II, they, they didn't bomb for whatever reason. But it was an abandoned hospital that all of these squatters had moved into, and they'd kind of taken back some of the city. It was on the just barely over the Berlin Wall in the west side. Mm -hmm. So an area that not a lot of people were going, and these squatters took it over. And uh, as our tour guide was explaining kind of what I've just explained, one of the girls on our tour <laughs> pissed her pants. Oh, what? That's a <laughs> bit of a twist. Yeah, I was not <laughs> expecting that. No. Why did she do no. that? She was overcome. It was really awkward because he was talking just kind of like I was, giving a very tour guide spiel on what we were looking at, right? Yeah. And then my girlfriend and I both noticed you kind of hear this trickle on the ground. And <laughs> you heard the trickle. We're dripping with oh water. Oh, my God. Eric, so why are you. <laughs> so. 
Ah. You heard the trickle before it was confirmed piss. Yeah. I mean, we oh, yeah. Was heard, she... heard the trickle and kind of just... So this woman, you know, you... she was on, on your tour. Yeah. Okay. And was she acknowledging that she was pissing herself or was she just standing there like nothing for had happened? And what kind of age are we talking? I didn't want to look. I didn't want to look too much. It was a small <laughs> but you group. Did. It yeah, you did. Yeah, you confirmed the piss. I, I glanced, you know, passive glance, and then kept on looking. And <laughs> I was trying to read her, like, very much, using the far corners of my peripheral vision to see what was going on in her face. Because <laughs> you, the last thing you want when you're pissing your pants is for everybody to be staring well, at you. You're gonna, and she was to be with expected. her boyfriend. Like, they were a young couple. Like, they must, they would have been, I would have guessed maybe even younger than me. But that's that sentence alone there, Eric. Like, it's the last thing you want when you're pissing your pants is people to be looking at you. It's like, yeah. it's, it's to be expected. Don't piss your pants in yeah. the first place. And was she just over, she <laughs> well, was overcome by yeah, the squatter movement well, that she just she couldn't did. contain herself? And you know what? The tour went on for another half hour. And, and she, she just... kept with the tour. She was wearing a jacket that she tied around her waist. That's so bizarre. So, she, I... she was Australian, by the way. But... <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. Do you think she was, you know, mentally all there? Like, you know. I, I mean, we talked to her a little bit. Like, po- Was that yeah. post, post-piss you yeah. talked to her? You had a little... Or was that pre? Pre-piss or post-piss? We... Pre. Oh. Okay. That okay. <laughs> it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what was the boyfriend no, no. like after the after the piss happened? Was was the boyfriend? He stood next to her. He kind of like had his hand on her shoulder. Like I think he very much knew that it had happened, and it was a very awkward situation to be in. And it was one of those weird situations where it's like, would it be weirder to like run away from this walking tour right now? Just go. Or would it be like? Okay, some people might have noticed it. They might not have. Like, I don't know why she continued. That's yeah. That's a weird choice to me. And it's got to be, I'd say, yeah. medi- medical condition. So it's probably like, you know the the boyfriend yeah. un- understanding, and it's like, oh, it's happened again. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe it was a medical condition. It like, probably and that's was. Why I don't want to be like, ha ha ha. I know, but so it funny, still but raises like, it raises many questions because, <laughs> yeah, it, it could have been a medical condition, sure, but it could have been also. That she, yeah, you're, you're looking at the, the the squatting haven, and she needed to go and squat herself. Oh Jesus! Sorry, yes. so, sorry guys. Maybe she, maybe it's like just a lifestyle choice that. Well, that's go. why I said they it was practice. funny we were talking about squatters, but yeah, yeah, and yeah. you Anyways, said, but yeah, um, wow. Yeah, it it uh, it happened. It um, but like yeah, like I said, she kept on trucking with the rest of the tour. Um, <laughs> And it was a really interesting tour. We learned about this. We learned about, like, how the Berlin Wall was actually really poorly put up mm-hmm. through, like, East and West Germany, too. And there were actually parts of Germany that were technically East, but were on the Western side of the wall. Yeah. And you... this old guy, um, this old Turkish guy, put up a treehouse that was technically in East Germany, but existed on the West side. And, mm-hmm. like, he kind of just lived, like lived in this treehouse did you feel at the um, at the wall did you feel uh, any kind of emotion or you just kind of did he take you back to to that kind of uh, that moment and you did you de- you could definitely feel it like especially the some of the architecture and things like that i mean my family lived on the east side of the berlin wall once upon a time um in communist germany and left in the 1950s so you could definitely feel a little bit of that 
But um, I was there kind of appreciating the art, too. I think it's really interesting. They call it the East Side Gallery, the remaining part of the Berlin Wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, and, uh, that was, that was my day like, one. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, it's a slight delay. Um, yes, yeah, that was my day one going to that East Side Wall because it was a. Um, yeah. I was studying art, and that was a, a uni trip we did. So that was that was really cool to break it yeah. in. Um, but yeah, and and after seeing the treehouse, where did you head? Yeah, the treehouse was really cool too. Um, and like the treehouse would have been really close to what they called like the Death Walk too, like the part of the wall that was really heavily military pr- protected. From the east side, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, that was Berlin. Yeah, I, I I agree with what you said about the first day. You can't. You got to go to all them big monuments and and the tourist tra- yeah. traps. Yeah, you got you got to see it. But then, yeah, I, I think I've been to Berlin three separate times, and I enjoyed it the the second and third time more because you can it allows you to get off the beaten track a little bit. Yeah, and uh, and it, it is that kind of city where it's. Uh, if you're into the more alternative side of culture and things, if if you can find that, then you'll you'll definitely enjoy it. Yes, that's, and so now sure. I've spent since that walking tour reading a whole lot about uh, German anarchist groups. Okay, so. there you go. Yeah, Eric, <laughs> a light reading. Eric's gonna come back as a fucking anarchist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a, it's a, it's an easy city to fall in love with too. I've I've had friends that have you know visited a, for a, a week or so, and they said, "Yep, yeah, could definitely live here." Um, but for you, feeling a little different, not not kind of you know not not one of the highlights, should we say? Yeah. Did you go to any punk gigs when you were there? No, no, didn't make it out for too much nightlife. Mm-hmm. Yet, I, I would have loved to, but. There's some really like, again, great. It's kind of one of those things you don't really know where to start. You're there for such a short amount of time. Yeah, yes, I remember and... when I was in Berlin, the the party life got me ah, a little bit. Of course, we are me and my girlfriend arrived. It was like seven o'clock at night that we arrived at the hostel. We put our bags down, and I was like, "Oh, I'm just going to check the bar that's attached to the hostel. <laughs> just check it out." She's like, "Okay, I'm really tired. I'm just going to lay in bed and watch a movie or something." And she was like, and she was like, don't be too long. I'm like, I'll just have like a beer or something. I just wanted a German beer, you know, first time in Germany. And then I met somebody mm-hmm. and then we ended up going out and I forgot to message my girlfriend at the time. <laughs> and uh, we went to a couple of these like underground nightclubs, like electro clubs. Mm-hmm. And I got home at like six o'clock the next morning. <laughs> like I'd been out for 12 hours. Don't be too long. <laughs> <laughs> After just saying I'm going to be out for one beer. Well, that's where my mind goes. Those what? underground, underground clubs. Yeah, it's that's, what Berlin's known yeah, for. Yeah, right? and saw some, yeah, some great music yeah, and stuff. But and I would have loved to take some of that in. Yeah. But, uh, uh, next time, say, Mikey went second and third time was the the best. So who knows when it brings you back? You'll be uh, underground in no time. Just don't tell Sabine you'll be yeah. back in after a beer. <laughs> <laughs> and then probably tell it. But yeah. Speaking of the war and such, uh, no, you you sent me a message saying you were. Uh, you ended up uh, going to a concentration camp, just like I did, but this was in uh, in Poland, right? That was the next stop? Yes, yes. We were on to Krakow. Yeah. Which was which was really cool. Have either of you been to Krakow? I've been to yep, Warsaw. Been but to not Warsaw Krakow. and Krakow, yeah. yeah. Beautiful city. It's incredible. Krakow. Especially you get into the city centre. We had um, we had kind of a funny arrival to Krakow too because it was one of those situations where you arrive 
too early in the morning and they won't let you check into where you're staying. By the way, we stayed at an apartment in Poland bigger than the one I live in where we normally record for just under $30 a night split between the two of us. It's ridiculously cheap there, isn't it? it absolutely. It was less than 100 bucks to stay in this what they call a luxury apartment with like, you know, it got cleaned and it was it was insane. Right in the center of the city. The old quarter, less than a ten-minute walk from the thousand-year-old castle they have in in the town, mm-hmm. right downtown near a bunch of stuff. Um, but they wouldn't let us check in until three o'clock. We got there around ten thirty in the morning. Left the bags. So we thought, uh, what would be a good way to kill time but to see a movie? Yeah, <laughs> you so, into the uh, cinema? We... <laughs> huh? You into the cinema? Yeah. What do you see, Joker? That's such a bizarre. <laughs> So weird. We did. We we saw Joker. James. <laughs> it had to be. It had to be. <laughs> yeah, we saw an eleven forty five screening of Joker. Apparently, Sweet. it's quite disturbing. Oh yeah, fucking dark as hell, man. Yeah, I'm definitely not gonna. It's see. Bleak. I don't really recommend it, honestly. Really? Yeah, it's bleak. Yeah, it was, it's real. It was good. It w- it was you know a well made movie, but doesn't leave you with a good feeling. I don't think it promotes the right things. Yeah, it's a whole other conversation. That one, it's uh, definitely whole other conversation. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah we saw we saw Joker. Nothing cheers you up after a concentration yeah. camp like yeah. uh, <laughs> like a bit of, um, bit of Joker. Crackhouse seems a like days. a grim trip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you heard the trickling so again. Krakow, we ate we ate a lot of pierogies in Krakow. I bet. Love some pierogies. Yeah, well, tell us. Um, a, yeah, okay. Well, tell and, us about. Uh, what about the concentration camp? Yeah. I don't so want we to hear about to, your fucking diet. I, I'm kind of getting there. I'm setting the scene for the lovely city before I go into one of the worst atrocities in human history. Oof. So, uh, yeah, so contrast. We, we booked ourselves a tour. We, you, you, When you're in Krakow, you have to go to Auschwitz just to pay your respects. And uh, we did. Um, we don't have any stories like Mikey's of uh, visiting a concentration camp. I didn't go out drinking the night before. I didn't uh, desolate the premises of <laughs> the concentration Okay, camp, Eric, yes, but, you're uh, a better person than me. We did get a very me. somber four-and-a-half, five-hour walkthrough of uh, two of the camps that uh, happened mm. in the Second World War. And, uh, I mean, the first one, they walk you through, like, kind of the first iteration of things. They had, I think, 14 buildings that, uh, I mean, anybody who knows anything about what happened during World War II and the Holocaust, like the different things that happened, but it was on a much smaller scale. Those kind of facilities, what they called Auschwitz I, um, really only were operational until kind of the 1942-43, until they moved on to... Birkenau, which is the when when people think of Auschwitz, they're really thinking of Birkenau most of the time because we went through the first facility and I said, you know, you see the opening gate, the the uh, the work will make you free gate that's been used, you know, in pop culture movies like Schindler's List and things like that. Yeah. And you know, one of the last things a lot of people saw, but um, other than that, like. It, it was very small on the scale that I had in my head was much bigger. And then they take you to the second one, and that's where you see the 
the train station that went literally right into the middle of the uh, five extermination chambers they had and where it becomes much more harrowing and like where the guide is talking about, you know, this is where they had basically in their minds perfected the ultimate crime on humanity and what they were doing. And they still have the rubble in the exact same place they found when it was liberated in January 1945. Like, archaeologists have maintained it because they destroyed it all uh, before the Germans, you know, evacuated it. And it is uh, very heavy to see. Yeah. Um, had a few emotional moments. I bet. Wasn't overcome to the point of vomiting, Mikey. Yeah, but, uh, I know. Yeah, well. You know, it, it, it was fucking heavy stuff, man. And Heavier than I'm the Joker? Of... Ooh. Huh? <laughs> That's a bad joke. Never mind. You're doing like, yeah, the, the Auschwitz trail there, going uh, from uh, one country yeah. to another. And uh, How far out of um, Krakow is it? Just curious. An hour and a half. Did you take a train, was it? It was a, it was a bus. Okay. Yeah, I remember taking the, tra- tra- taking the train to Dachau. That was one of the worst train trips I've ever taken. Oh, brutal. Not as bad as I'm the... Sure. The folks yeah. taking the trains back in the forties, but uh, was it? Yeah, was it raining out there? Like, what kind of? Did you have a nice, nice little stretch of weather at this point? It was pretty chilly. It it, it was raining right in the morning, um, probably like minus one or zero degrees, right when we woke up. But uh, yeah. it had cleared up. It actually got a little warmer throughout the day, and then that evening we went and met some of my girlfriend's Polish family. Oh, cool. That lived uh, just outside of Krakow. Are these close so, relatives? I had no idea Sabine had yeah. uh, family in Poland. She didn't either. <laughs> Before we, we we booked this trip and her grandma was like, well, you have family in Poland. If you're in Germany, you should go there. And it so these people were relatives of, so Sabine's great-grandfather is Polish. Mm-hmm. These people we met would have been the de- descendants of her great-grandfather's um, brother, I believe, oh. and his family. So complete strangers to Sabine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were they were they referred to themselves as her uh, her long cousins. Long cousins, which I which I, I kind of like that term, long cousins. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, not third cousin twice removed on this side. Yeah, so keep it simple. Your long your long cousins. A very so we're related. G- generic term. I, I kind of like it, though. Yeah, yeah the long cousin. Your long cousin. Like, you understand that you're not directly related without having to go into the fucking details of... Yeah, mm-hmm. keep but, it simple. Uh, so, yeah. so the long cousins invited you in, traditional Polish fare provided? They took us to a restaurant, traditional Polish fare, um, and then uh, they, they brought us to their house afterwards. And it was really cool, like, actually getting to go into somebody's just normal house yeah. while being abroad because it, it's the kind of thing you don't often think of unless like I guess we stayed with Sven in, in Munich in an apartment but um, you don't often get to see exactly how people live from like the in their home perspective yeah the real side what abroad and this was just like a family like they had a son who was a year older than me and then mom and dad and they just had a nice home like like it would be maybe in Vancouver where like you know, most people don't live direct, directly downtown. They live a bit of a commute out of the city. Yeah. And that's exactly what it was. You know, it was a 15, 20-minute drive outside of Krakow to get it, to their house. And it was just very, like, kind of suburban life. Like, 
and it, it was very interesting to see. Yeah, and they're very family focused in Poland, so yeah, the children tend to live with the family, you know, right into their yeah. adult years and all looking after each other. Yeah. Cool. And you know, it was very cute. Like the parents didn't speak a whole lot of English. They they spoke a little bit, but it was mostly their son Igor, who was a year older than <laughs> me, was tra- doing most of the translating. Okay. So shouts out to Igor. All right, Igor. Yeah, did yeah. you uh did you get anybody uh did you meet anybody on your travels that could be potential guests? Not yet. No. Nah, okay. So Igor was not. not... A whole lot. We we met a few people, but um I mean, the whole show is about living abroad in Vancouver, so Ah, uh, living and abroad then, in general. Yep. And then we uh what did we do yesterday? Krakow. I sent out some postcards. Look for those in the mail, guys. Oh, oh thank nice. you very much. Yeah. Uh, oh, is that why we sent you? You asked for our address. Yeah, of course. Just a fucking <laughs> postcard. <laughs> oh, I was expecting, you know, a nice little gift or fucking. Yeah, come on. You got a postcard. Fucking postcard. Nah, thanks, mate. That's really um, nice. Yeah. I. Uh, that's what I, first Europe trip I did. I collected postcards from each city that I went to, but you know, like yeah. being being in Europe, you know. A little, uh, you'd always find them crazy postcards, like with like naked women or like oh, yeah. naked dudes on it. Seems the to leathery be like skin. Bit of a thing over there. <laughs> so that's they're the I ones I collected. That. Yeah, it's yeah, so usually haven't... usually the text is on Maybe their I'm naked going ass. To the wrong places. Yeah, clearly you are. Clearly you are. I'm looking forward to my Polish postcard though. Thanks, mate. Appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers for that. I think I think it's um you got a you got a Berlin postcard with a Polish stamp on it, Mikey. Oh, okay. Yeah, James, I got you one from Berlin. I have yet to send. So. Ah, play. Oh. picking up the slack there. Oh what? No, I'm, I'm kind of collecting them and writing them as I go. Oh, okay. no, no, so. it's just totally Don't appreciated, forget. however long it is. I've got a list. I won't forget. <laughs> it's all right. Top, top, uh, top contenders straight yeah. away. Also, Eric, you know it's a tradition at our workplace. You've got to send a postcard if you oh, go yeah. away to our workplace, so don't forget to do We're that. We're still doing that. i got to do that. I don't I know. Do yeah, because we had a smaller office before, and it was you walk into the kitchen, postcards adorning every inch of the wall. Yeah. I can't think in our now kind of airport hangar style uh, place where the postcard corner is. No, I don't think they yeah. start I don't a new think They put them up. But when I went back to Australia early on in the year, I completely forgot. And at the airport, when I was flying back to Canada, I found a postcard and I, s- I <laughs> sent it. So uh, I would have beaten the postcard. So there'll be two postcards there, one from you, yeah. one from Mikey, uh, one from Eric now. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, and now I'm in Spain, guys. So uh, oh, yeah. yeah, that's where Barcelona yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Check your map. But yeah, what have you been up to today then before we uh, crashed your evening? Oh, what did we do today? So we had just a breakfast. So we're staying kind of pretty, pretty far, like 15-minute train outside of the city centre. Um, like I said, kind of quieter, off the beaten path, sort of hostile. Um, but uh, we're going to, uh, or we, we took a train to the city centre this morning and have just been walking around the Gothic Quarter, went to the beach a little bit, and then we went to um, a neighbourhood co- neighborhood called El Port, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of, again, less touristy, sort of okay. cool neighbourhood. Um and had sat and had a very lengthy lunch, a lot of tapas, a few glasses of wine. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I've just been... Living that Mediterranean in, life. Do you, know anybody exactly. in, do you know anybody in Barcelona that you're going to catch up with? I do, I do. Shouts out to my friend Chrissy. 
Uh, we're going to meet up with her tomorrow afternoon. She's going to take us up a mountain or something. <laughs> nice. So, uh, something. Yeah. <laughs> no long cousins out there for you? No long cousins. Um, no long cousins. And you know what, guys? Um, she hasn't contacted they haven't contacted us in a while, but the podcast Pirate Ooh, has yeah. been hot on my tail throughout Europe. So That's what I was getting to been, when I asked that we've question. We've been trying to mm-hmm. arrange a meetup yeah, throughout that, this entire trip. That's what my, my um, question was actually leading but to. It, this has been so annoying. So with her busy schedule of plundering the high seas, <laughs> um, very few days off. Very few days off. Yeah, fair I enough. I guess I've disclosed their gender. But, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. With 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 her with her rough schedule, um, she, she's literally so. When I was in Poland, she arrived in Berlin, one city before, and now I'm going to be in Spain for two weeks. And literally the day that we leave Spain to go to Norway, she arrives in Barcelona. Mm. Well, so, like ships in the night. Yeah. Pirates. So play on words. The podcast pirate guys. Doing, I'm actually so. a little nervous. I'm worried that they're trying to kill me. Uh, <laughs> you know, Dark turn. trying to trying to take a member of Living Abroad cast perhaps hostile for, you know, financial uh, reimbursement from you guys. <laughs> I'm just trying to avoid all of this. So. <laughs> well, it it would be possible, like if uh, if if you can't actually meet up physically, we could do the you know the double phone call could always work. Like we could have that's true. Both of you sitting in here as you know you're here as the the regular host, and we'll have podcast pirate on at last. Yeah. Absolutely. Could happen. happen. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. I don't know. I don't know if they're willing to call in or not. Being a pirate. Well, being a pirate and all. Uh, still okay with yeah. the email. I think they like the uh, being the anonymous uh, emailer. Speaking of which, mate, we can't get into our email. We are locked out. We're what? locked. You locked us out. Yes, yeah, needs. Uh, it, it needs. Uh, you know, the two-step kind of verification. So we need. I think it's sending a text to your phone if we want to log in. Yeah, which so, you can't uh, get so signal. If, if anybody's well, so, Eric, do you want me to check the email in real time right now? Eric likes full control of the podcast. He doesn't <laughs> let us into the emails. So apologies if anybody sent an email and we haven't. Nobody's emailed us shit. <laughs> <laughs> really? No. Damn. There'll well, be I've, floods. Of emails. I've got some uh, correspondence just on my personal accounts and whatnot. Oh, uh, perfect. Someone said uh, a friend back home, Nina. She said that we should get someone on. Uh, that's come to Vancouver from a war-torn country. I, I don't know anybody off the top of my head. <laughs> it's very specific. Yeah. But, yeah, her parents immigrated to Australia from a war-torn country. She doesn't say what it is, but she yeah. said she knows that a lot of people uh, have come to Canada and, and Australia from them countries. Where the fuck are you, Eric? What's that noise in the background? Are you rush? taking a shower? No, I'm standing on the balcony. Okay. Maybe car yeah. driving by. Go back inside. <laughs> Okay. And then also my brother okay. sent me a message or sent me an article saying that, you know, remember we were talking about Vegemite for a couple of weeks there? We got a bit obsessed with the, How the conversation. Yeah. And I said sure. that they should make a, a beer out of uh, Vegemite. Well, it turns out they actually have. Uh, they did it back in 2016 and it turned out quite shit. Yeah. It was the university that did it. Uh, but they wanted to they wanted to set aside the myth. People think that you can just brew Vegemite because it's got yeast in. Yeah. But it's dead yeast. You still need to add add live yeast and live yeast cultures. Sugar, yes. And then you can brew it. Um so that puts that to rest. They're the ah. uh, two correspondents that we have uh, 
that we have gotten. Yeah, and uh, new listeners as well. Uh, I know Nana's listening. So uh, Nana's listening. <laughs> yeah. she's got the podcast app. Yeah, my uh, my cousin showed her how to get it on the phone. So uh, good stuff. Yeah, so we've got the all our demographics expanding now. Excellent. I love it. I love it. Yeah, email in. So uh, as always, guys, livingabroadcast at gmail.com if you want to send us anything at yes, all. Yes, please. And then, Eric, if you receive anything, maybe you can forward it on to us once we, uh, once we get it. I'll get it. And you know I always try to. Um, you do. No, we have not got any email correspondence. I think we should blast the social media a little bit more trying to trying to get some more emails because it's always fun when the listeners write in. It yeah. is. It is. We've enjoyed any correspondence, if, even on Instagram, if you want to send us some uh, quick fire questions like we had similar good old Wolf writing in not too long ago. So, uh, Wolf, if you're out there listening again, uh, you know, send us whatever you got. Yes. And uh, Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to spoil what has or has not happened to Wolf and Caitlin past guests on the show since they've started their travels in Australia, but uh, mm-hmm. they, they've written to me, too, uh, individually, and said they've got some podcast-worthy stories that have happened to them Yeah, I've, I've, of, the, of the unfortunate variety. Yeah, oh, no. I've, I've spoken to Wolf a little bit, and for those listening, Wolf and Caitlin, they're on the, uh, what was the episode Going called? back, a, yeah, episode eight, we, maybe. Weebly's in Magic. It was the one with Eric <laughs> interviewing them before they went to Australia. But yeah, he mentioned to me there were some unfortunate things. They didn't get off to the best start down uh, down in Australia, but uh, maybe they can phone in as well and they can tell us straight from the horse's mouth. Oh. We've lost him we again. we lost him again. Come back. Oh, oh there you he is. Me? Hello? Yeah, you're right. We got you're you. back. You're okay. back. But yeah, I, I don't know. Yes, yeah, so I'm looking forward to hearing those stories. I'm guessing it's kind of either the usual uh, bank card related, passport related, thievery. I think there was a bank card involved. Yeah. Involved, um, but it's all 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 a part of living abroad for the first time, right? When it you is. get to a new place, it can be hard. It can be really hard setting yourself up. Yeah, my uh, my brother decided to try the traveling thing. Uh, so. Only last year, just before he had his, uh, you know, my lovely niece that's out there now, uh, he was in Thailand. And the last time he had been to Thailand, he had left his bank card in the ATM and, and walked away. So a rookie, oh. rookie oh, error. Geez. Yeah, the, the cash was there. He was overcome. You know, I think he'd had a few drinks and uh, grabbed the cash, left the bank card. He went back and it had gone. So, yeah. of course, that's always a, not the best situation. Did not learn from the mistake and did it again on his most recent travel. So, Jesus it's uh, yeah, I FaceTimed him from the uh, the hotel pool, which, again, in Thailand, I just had, like, the slummiest. There's no pool involved. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, seeing uh, the bank card error is one of those that can just, yeah. And then the street taco. So, a one-two punch of uh, no-nos. <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder if you can, like, put a whole punch in your card and attach a, just a small string, a retractable string to your belt. Oh, yeah. And so it can go in, but then you can never leave it behind. That would be a good invention, actually. Yeah, for those in need, it's a new Living a Broadcast product, as always. Uh, Eric, yes. did you listen to our last episode with Nadim? I did. I loved it. And <laughs> I saw James's mock-up. That's what we were going to uh, talk about. Uh, be- loved it. Because currently we're recording in our fifth location in James's apartment it's the first time i've been yes. here and i'm sitting in front of the fridge and he's got it uh up on the fridge well i noticed uh, so what, what did you think mate pretty 
pretty good mock-up, pretty eh? Fucking impressive. <laughs> it is. He just knocked it up just before we uh, just before we went on air. Yeah, I was scribbling it before no, I, I uh, hopped in the car. So yeah, we... I, I listened to that episode on my bus from Munich to Germany or Munich to Berlin. I mean. Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty impressive story about uh, Nadim, right? If it, if you haven't listened to it, folks, go back and uh, and listen to it's it. It's a great one. And James has just one. actually pulled something else out. What's what are you holding there? The best That's... part about it is I'm not on it. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. And we nearly got very politically incorrect at the beginning, but then Nadim steered us uh, swung back, it back back on track. Yeah, without Eric on good. the scene, it's you know we need that uh, voice of reason to guide us back. And Eric, <laughs> Eric, you're not going to believe this. Uh, James has just handed me something. And it's something that we spoke about early on in the podcast. It was a segment that we wanted to start. Um, yes. I am now holding the coveted James Wade Australia Travels Diary. <laughs> it's it's, oh it's real. My well, seeing as we're at my place, it was within arm's reach uh, thing, out of the bookcase. This and... thing is amazing. It is tattered and worn out. There's stickers over it. There's little scribbles all throughout it. It has been beaten up and it is thick there's all sorts of things he's thick bro my um yeah there's letters i received from family members while i was (laughs) it's like a scrapbook he's got uh a ticket for the full moon party he's got all these right oh my god and so this is going to be a segment i think where we should do a reading from uh from James's diary, well, maybe we can start that next week. Unless yeah. it's super, super private. No, because no, it's honestly not. But it's very embarrassing. I, I delved back into it last week because I was like, I'm going to show Mikey and Eric this, and it is just the ramblings of a 19 year old uh, skateboarding, uneducated. Just it, it, it's <laughs> yeah, it's wait. nothing about the place. It's just my thoughts at the time, and okay. I tell you. Yeah, it's, it's there right for the picking. So this is uh, so we'll, there's. We'll put a. Oh, don't put it in the coffee. No, no, that'll add to it. Uh, we'll put a photo prestige. up on on Instagram once again. Yeah, I've got the New Zealand one too. So there's uh, it's quite plenty of material to come. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I've just actually we're testing it out. I popped down the Living Abroad coaster, and it's once again being used. So. Yeah, if there's an interest in those, uh, you know, our folks listening at work, whether you're on the, you know, on a little beverage holder coaster, there it is. Well, for you, we've still got to make them up so I think we can use them. <laughs> well, you know, I've always got a few tricks up my sleeve. You don't know what's being produced. so Really? Yeah, you never know. Oh, yeah. damn. Teaser. But yeah, so uh, what's the next step, Eric? Where are you heading after Barcelona? Barcelona, um, we are headed to Madrid for a couple of days. Another big city in Spain, obviously. Highest ratio of um, of bars to people, I think. Yeah, now you've <laughs> recovered. Recover from Oktoberfest, your three steins. Time to get back out on the horse, boy. Heading over to Madrid, <laughs> and then we are we're heading to northern Spain. After that, um, Andorra. Northern Andorra, uh, not Andorra. That's a country. <laughs> Sabine, Sabine will laugh about Andorra. No, I, I've joked about wanting to go there for so long. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a reality now. When we were planning this whole trip, I kept say, just saying to, like, I, I just kept, like, finding the most random tiny countries in Europe and being like, let's go to Liechtenstein. I'd love to go like, to Liechtenstein. I, I would love to go to Liechtenstein. Yeah. No no airport in Liechtenstein. You can't fly there. Mm. Um. I think you can only get there by train from, like, Switzerland or something. Okay. But, uh, anyways, Andorra was another one that I'm like, Andorra, let's do it. Yeah, and, yeah. I, I don't know much about Andorra, if, if I'm going to be honest. I, I know that it's, like, 
a ski town and a tax haven. Yeah, all them little <laughs> ones are like Luxembourg, Liechtenstein. Mm-hmm. They're all they're all little tax havens. Yeah, so like it's just fucking expensive when mm-hmm. I hear tax. Mm-hmm. Well, we're glad you're getting on okay out there, man. It's uh, gone very quick since you uh, we walked into your apartment a few months back, and you had the big Europe map out there, yeah. and you're kind of crossing things off. And yeah, nice to know you're we're living going, it. Yeah, it's called Basque Country where we're headed, though. Um, B A S Q U E. Okay. And uh, yeah, we're going to a town, a city called Bilbao which I think is like the fifth largest city in Spain. So it's pretty substantial. And, uh, and then another city called San Sebastian. Mm-hmm. Nice. Up north is supposed to be beautiful. And you're taking part in the local festivities, getting your daily siesta, I'm, I'm guessing. Something like that. Tomorrow's <laughs> a national holiday in Spain. What are they celebrating? The anniversary of Christopher Columbus landing at the New World. Oh, okay. Ooh, very nice. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. But... Uh, and then, uh, at, then we're making our way back to Barcelona. So we're spending two weeks in Spain and then going to Norway after that. And then Amsterdam and then Belgium and then back to France for a day and then home. Norway was one of those elusive ones for me and my friends. So we were all packed, had our bags ready to go. This would have been 2010. Um, flight was all ready, and we got the call that morning that all flights cancelled to Norway uh, as the Icelandic volcano had erupted, so the big old ash cloud. And so Norway still remains somewhere. Love to get to, have not made it. Are you excited for it? I am. It's never a place I ever thought I'd visit. Um, one of Sabine's best friends lives there in a city called Stavanger. I don't know how much of it we're honestly going to see. Um, we're just going for a weekend, essentially, so Sabine can hang out with her friend. Um, you know, she's lived there her whole life, at least in Norway, not Stavanger specifically, mm-hmm. but just going to hang out there and uh, see the city. Hope, uh, maybe hope maybe you still take got a drive s- and see some fjords and stuff. hope you got some travel funds left, mate. It's an expensive place. It is. And that's why we were quite grateful that we hadn't gone and then the volcano erupted and we were stuck there because it was happening. It's It was out there. Yeah. It's people getting stranded. Yeah. But, yeah, read up on your Norse mythology and uh, have a lovely time. Yeah. It's only going to be two days. Uh, and accommodation is covered, thankfully. Yeah, that's nice. So... Not going to be doing a whole lot of partying and stuff there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, oh, sounds like a nice subdued, you know, the partying's put on one to one side and a uh, very different type of trip for you guys. It is. It is. Um, like, I definitely wouldn't say, besides like a crying baby, <laughs> like we've had any stories suitable for a hostile takeover. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I was going to say a few weeks ago, we're talking Halloween's coming up. So uh, we're keeping those ghost stories down, but I was, I was glad you said there was an actual kid that you saw this morning rather than just a crying baby in the mi- in the middle of the night. A ghost. Yeah, ghost kid. Yes. Yeah. I want to hear a passage from uh, James's diary, though. Right now, off the cuff. Off the cuff. Why not? Can oh, I choose right. one? I think Mikey be can choose if, one. It's, be, I think it would be better if I choose it's it. Damn, yeah, okay. You can't, you, can't just, you can't just tease something like that and not do it. It's Ooh, true. Okay, he's he's opened up. I've opened up to a random page, okay? Um, it's called Facts of the Day. Ooh. So, what's, what's it dated? Is it dated? Uh, no, but it would have been, I'd say, probably yeah. December 06. This, um, and this, it was... this doesn't have anything to do with your travels, though, Facts of the Day. No, it's because in Australia I was on Vodafone and there was a number you could text and you get a free Fact of the Day back. 
That so, just shows how old you are. Yeah, exactly. Today it would just be an app, but back yeah. then you had to text You text it, yeah, and they were like, I just met someone at like a, a rooftop barbecue, as you do in Australia, and they were like, uh, they're like, oh, which, which phone did you join up with? Our oh, Vodafone. They're like, you're getting the facts of the day, right? So uh, I decided to, you know, me and my friends, it would be like, just text that, mor- that number every morning and uh, just became the fact of the day page. So what you got there, Mikey? Okay, first fact. The poison... The poison of a copperhead snake smells like freshly cut cucumbers. <laughs> there you go. You can apply that to your daily <laughs> lives. <laughs> it was worth writing down. A pigeon's wings weigh more than its bones. <laughs> You're writing these down, Eric. <laughs> Hang on this one. An, octopu- <laughs> an octopus has its testicles in its head. <laughs> It's a gold mine. Uh, could you imagine if that if humans had it in their head? Okay, I want to. Oh my god, I've I've just I've just flicked to another page, and it's something that we've spoken about on the podcast. The title of the page is uh, "Fruit Picking." It says Cobram. I'm guessing you were in Cobram. Cobram, yep. And then in brackets, it says "Shit." Exclamation mark! So, guessing you didn't have the best time in Cobham. Was I this- had a good, I had a good time. This is a thing with this diary. It's like I was writing with it in mind that people would read it, and it was like me as a nineteen-year-old trying to be funny, and I fail miserably. So, so I'll just read the first paragraph. Please, we don't I don't know. Sp- we're laughing. We don't want to spend too much time on this. Okay, so here we go. Yep. So I left a day early because I read at the bottom of the email that they said I need health and safety shit and to fill out some paperwork. So you didn't want to work there because you had paperwork to fill out? Again. Uh, Got a bus from Southern Cross Station in Melbourne to a place called Shepparton and then managed to get to Cobram. So it took about five hours. Uh, Got a taxi from the small town to the orchard about 10 minutes away and went to the office. No one was there! Exclamation mark. So I waited for ages and met some people. John, German. Will, French. And Ramazan, German. They were all arriving the same time as me. Ended up being roommates with Frenchie. He seems all right. (laughs) (laughs) Nice character study. John's really funny and easy to get along with. And Ramazan can't speak English. So I thought he had a grudge against me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So there's this guy who's just not speaking to you. Yeah. And you just thought he hated you, but yeah, really he it, just didn't know what you were saying. Exactly. That's and uh, and that, that French guy ended up becoming my roommate. And he was, yeah, he's a great guy. Um, but he fell in love with a fellow fruit picker who was um, a, a nice Asian girl, but she didn't speak English either. So they, they yeah, they both didn't, couldn't speak to each other, but he said he was in love with her. Oh my God. So yeah, there you go. I can't wait for more extracts of uh, Jimbo's diary. What were that kind of insight? Yeah, and it's it's that that kind of stuff that's embarrassing when I look back because it's like, oh, it took five hours to get there. It's like, you know, I'd never, ever complain about that yeah. now. And like, oh, I had to fill in paperwork because I was just like some, you know, little uh, little guy just doing straight, cash in hand jobs around Australia. Straight to look back on, I wish I'd kept a diary of when I first came to Vancouver, to be honest. It would have been pretty hilarious. Yeah, and no, I'm glad that I can look back now and go like, what the I fuck? I had to watch these buses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. yeah. It's good to look back and just be like, "What the fuck was I doing?" Like, I'd, I'd rather that than look, read it now and go, "Oh, I can still relate to all of this." Yeah. Like, it's uh, yeah. fucked. Yeah. But uh, yeah, stay tuned for more from the insights of James's diary. Well, Should we think of a clever segment name for that, James's journal. Yeah, the, that's too easy. That'd be a pun brewery. Jimbo's journal. We'll come up with yeah. something in yeah. the next week. Yeah. And uh, yeah, next week we're going to line up a uh, 
a guest, so stay tuned for that. And uh, I've actually got a head off soon, soon, guys. Yeah, time's flown, it's, and uh, yeah, it's beautiful, okay. we- beautiful weather here, Eric. We're getting and beautiful fall days. I'm I'm off for a hike. At, um, I'm going for a hike. I'm actually running late. So yeah, uh, it's a crisp October day. You'd be loving it. So uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of the the Spanish trip. And lovely to hear from you. Thank you. No, it's been good hearing from you guys. Thank you for listening. I know I've rambled a few times on. Uh, oh, on good this episode, It's it's good to hear. It's good to hear that you're still alive. Sabine's keeping you alive, which is which is good to hear. That's only it. That I'm held on uh, life support from my girlfriend and red wine. So yeah, <laughs> I'll be I'll be more relieved once you get through Amsterdam. Then I'll know that you'll be home safe. Thank you. Yes. yes, still to come. Yes. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, hey to Sabine and uh, enjoy the rest of your uh, your week. And yeah, Thanks, I guess guys. a big weekend's coming and you'll probably be listening to this podcast on your next uh, train slash bus ride, I'm guessing. Yes. No, it was, it was nice uh, coming in as a guest this time. Felt cool. Yeah. All righty, uh, bud. We'll, we'll do another yeah. call in one, I think, before you come back because you've still got a few yeah. more weeks away. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do it. All righty. Sure. Okay. Well, okay. Bye, everyone. Catch you later, bud. Right in. Living a broadcast at gmail.com. <laughs> He's still on the case. Nice I one, Eric. you guys for not shouting it out enough. I know. I did mention as soon as we stopped it, I said to Mikey, it's like, oh, we didn't plug. So, uh, yeah, don't worry. This week we got it. <laughs> we got it covered and we'll get into our emails. And, yeah, please remember that all-important email address, as always, guys, livingabroadcast at gmail.com. Yes. And uh, thank you for joining us, Eric, and we'll catch up with you soon, mate. Okay. Bye, guys. Love you. Peace. Bye. There we have it. All righty, he's gone. The man himself. Just the two of us now to uh, to wrap things up. Anything you wanted to talk about? Oh uh, well, yeah. Say so just enjoying the crisp October weather at this time of year. It's uh, we had a, a a little bit of the rain back, but yeah, as Mikey said, he's on a, out on a hike today. Um, I'm gonna get the bike out there into the local forest. So today, today, yeah, nice yeah, one. just about to head out. So I'll be right behind you. And uh, yeah, but it's been. A lovely, uh, lovely time of year here before we head into snow time. Be careful. Did we talk about this on the podcast or was it off air last week about uh, some mountain bikers? Yeah, it was off air, actually. They um, got chased by that black bear. Yeah, it was the, the day uh, we had talked about and I'd done my, you know, my light day of just riding up to mm. the top of Mount Seymour. Um, so I... I had some people call me over for, to the other side of the road on my way up and it was they saying, oh, did you hear about the black bear up here today? And that doesn't really narrow it down. There's many black bears up at, <laughs> up yeah, at sea. Exactly. Uh, but I said, no, no, what's going on? And it's this viral video now that's making the rounds where there was a black bear in the distance before these bikers were about to take a downhill technical trail. And it's just in the distance. They see it. They decide to take the plunge and go into the trail. And they're going down, you know, a nice speed as well. They've, they've got away probably about two solid minutes of riding and then they just stop and go, is it following us? They spin round and there it comes. It emerges the black bear out the forest. Yeah, so you, you told me about this and you said there was a video, so I looked it mm-hmm. up on YouTube. So if you want to check it, just type in black bear, Mount, Mount Seymour, Seymour yeah. mountain bike probably. Oh, yeah. And they mentioned in the video that it was the f- there were three mates and it was the first time riding that trail. Yeah, and it was like it, it was like a black trailers as yeah. well right like a like a hard trail yeah and it followed them for like a kilometer yeah like and that every is t- fast every time they probably went they probably went for like three minutes and then they would stop turn around and it was there yeah they would pedal for another three minutes stop 
and it was there. And, and that's the like, worst nightmare because, you, 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 I mean, you get a bit paranoid in the forest up there when you kind of, especially if you're doing a later evening ride and you hear the twigs snapping in the distance, you always do think like, oh, what if it's a bear? But this actually was stalking them and chasing them. And, you know, it's on, and you say it's a, a tricky trail. That's called TNT, that trail. Mm. Um, and we can ride that now at a pretty good pace. But my first time riding that, no way. There was like so many hiker bike moments. I had to get off and walk down a couple of the bigger drops. And uh, yeah, they, they were taking the drops and still making a damn good uh, speed there, good time. And there it was, still following them. Do you think in the first place they shouldn't have taken off? Do you think? Do you think they should have stood there and tried to scare yeah, it off? I think that like, was a mistake taking the trail, but they obviously didn't think it was going to be right there, and that was a scary thing. If you run like a bear's going to chase you, instinctively yeah. that's what they're they're told to do by yeah. their, by and their brain. So yeah, they're, they're chasing their prey essentially, and they're exactly. sizing them up, and then they do have the moment that we're all taught: be bear aware when you're kind of making eye contact, shouting at the bear, holding up your bike. Yeah. And I've encountered quite a few black bears out there, but never had one that would actually follow me down the trail. I, I definitely think they shouldn't have taken it but yeah so be careful out there mate yeah yeah we'll do i went to uh yeah i went to the interior to the okanagan last weekend i saw some cool wildlife saw rattlesnakes jeez didn't even know that there were rattlesnakes in canada (laughs) and we could hear them yeah make that sound and um a few other cool few animals went on a few hikes it was yeah beautiful what was the terrain out there was it more of the desert scape like kind of a merit yeah a soyuz like full-on well they say it's a desert like it wasn't like an Australian desert, no, I guess. No, no. Pretty different. But there were some like little cactus growing on the ground and stuff, which was pretty cool. But it was beautiful weather out there. Beautiful lakes and uh, wineries. Uh, I wish I could have hit up a few wineries and things like that. Yeah. But definitely try and get out there next um, next summer, I think, for sure. Well, yeah, we dove straight into our phone call with Eric. But yeah, welcome back. I know you were away for you know a few days up there. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, Luckily, there was no snow around on the highways and it was, it was a beautiful drive out there. And... Uh, yeah, yeah. for those uh, obviously listening from overseas and uh, not living in Vancouver, we all know living here now, this is when snow chains mandatory as of October 1st. Mm-hmm. Anyone driving up to Whistler, you've got to have your chains with you by law. Well, the North Shore Mountains got their first little um, snowfall a couple of days ago. Oh, really? Four Already? days ago, Grouse, Cypress and Mount Seymour. Just a little bit. <laughs> a little, so, little um, dusting. It's coming, mate. You can feel it in your feet. Can feel it in my feet. Yeah, it's uh, the butterflies are, are here, and uh, I was showing Mikey just as he came over. Got the the new snowboard. Laura got me for my birthday uh, this year. Didn't get a time, uh, chance to bust it out this winter, so it's coming. Uh, yeah, coming up. I'll be well, putting be, my bindings on. And there's a, there's a tradition here in Vancouver and Whistler as well. It's called the turkey sale. That's right. On yep. this weekend, because this weekend is uh, Thanksgiving. Well, Thanksgiving's technically on the Monday. Yes, yeah. And they call it the turkey sale. It's when all the snowboarding stores sell all of last year's stock that they didn't get rid of. So it's you can get deal. some one-year-old equipment for uh, slashed prices. So I think I'll hit up the turkey sale probably uh, uh, first thing uh, First thing tomorrow. Nice. That's Have you got it. Thanksgiving Thanksgiving plans as well? No, I don't. No, not... You know what I found out? I can't remember who was telling me, but Thanksgiving here in Canada, it's actually a new holiday, yeah. apparently. Like, it's only been around since the 80s. That's right. It, because it, they, they got a public holiday in October, and they were like, oh, what do we call it? <laughs> Thanksgiving. Americans do Thanksgiving. Let's but, just do it. So it's just as bullshit as the fucking uh, family day. <laughs> yeah, family what, day. There's family day BC in, day was another in one. April or something. It's... It's, it's yeah. ridiculous. They yeah. love their public holidays over here. Yeah, and that's it. Like now we come in, like for me, six years in Canada. And the first couple of years, it's like you hear Thanksgiving. But of course, I was just kind of in my, still in my small apartment and 
didn't really have the it's kind of those six years I progressed now but in the beginning I was still very much UK style like yeah I, I wasn't I hadn't kind of acclimatized you know me now as uh, Mr. Vancouver right um, <laughs> but uh, but at that time it's just like oh Thanksgiving eh and but now I mean I really think we got lots to be thankful for um, so it has become a bit of a tradition <clears throat> one of our former guests Chris uh, we've uh, hung out most Christmases, most Thanksgiving, so we're going to be going around to their place, and nice. it's going to be yeah, turkey and uh, you know all the fixings, and that'll awesome. be on uh, on Monday. Yeah, so. that's cool. Yeah, it'd be nice getting but, into the spirit of it. Oh well, yeah, but uh, yeah, we'll let you get off uh, on your hike now. Sounds and good. All righty, well, was yeah. good to do another one, mate. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll uh, speak to everybody next week yeah well we'll be signing off now and uh, yeah uh, take a look on our instagram it's a uh, hashtag living a broadcast um check out uh, our email once again just one last plug just for eric's sake here living a broadcast at gmail.com and you can follow us on facebook as well all righty see ya see you later guys